How do you break through the emotional barriers that could impact your performance and creativity? Welcome to Business Without Barriers, the show helping you turn barriers into success breakthroughs and thrive in a volatile world, and the success revolution bringing humanity back to business. For cutting-edge success insights, be sure to subscribe to bwbtv.net and you'll be notified of new provocative interviews with progressive entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Carmen Wild, and my guest today is Tammy McCrary. Tammy is an entertainment consultant, entrepreneur, and music industry pioneer. She's the CEO and Chief Inspiration Officer of Artistology, created to support the well-being of artists. When the artist thrives, humanity survives, says Tammy. She's the co-founder of The Transcendence Project, a co-creator of the Energy Tuner app, and the co-author of two number one best-selling books. As an artist manager, she successfully guided acts ranging from a pop girl group, an award-winning jazz singer and pianist, to a legendary diva. She executive produced the legendary Chaka Khan Funk This, an album that garnered critical acclaim and two Grammy Awards. She also served as a producer of the 2013 Soul Train Music Awards. Tammy co-produced and was featured in Diagnosis a documentary about autism autism that won the Emerging Filmmaker Award at the Cannes Film Festival's American Pavilion Showcase. Driven by a desire to help those who are challenged like her son, Talon, who has autism, Tammy co-founded two nonprofit organizations. Through Tammy's own artistology and collaborative efforts, artists are empowered to shine. A very warm welcome to you, Tammy. Thank you, Carmen. Wow. It's like, who's that? Who's she talking about? <laughs> Should you know that? <laughs> right. Thank you. It's an absolute mm-hmm. pleasure and an absolute privilege to have you on the show. And I love the people <clears throat> behind you. It just brings so much beautiful artistology. So um, lovely. Thank you so much. Let's go back to the university days, uh, Tammy. As an artist relations coordinator, you must have had some really cool fun at university, running, uh, being part of those university concerts. I did, and that is really where I, you know, when I when I started school, you know, my 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 mother really wants. She's like, I want you to be a business manager. I want you to to learn to be an accountant so that you can help take care of the family financially. And I started out on that route and I was so bored. I was so bored. I was like, I can't do this. But then I was, I just did this. I started in the program at Superb Productions and interacting with the artists and helping to put together the production. I was like in my zone and I was like, okay, this is, I know I'm going to be doing something where I'm working more closely. I can't sit behind a desk and crunch numbers. That just won't do it for me. So I found then by doing that, that I really was cut out to connect with and support and work with artists. And it's really interesting because when I look back as like when I was a little girl, like with my cousins, we would all like, you know, put on our little stage, our little shows in the in the group basement for a family. And I was that one that was always organizing the shows and mm-hmm. making little tickets for everybody. This is where you're going to sit and this is what we're going to do. And so it's just interesting, you know, as a child, you it always those those things always show up like what your core passions are. And so I think, you know, I just kind of found my way to to what I was destined to do. And that's, that's work with brilliant creators. Fantastic. You know, like you say, it shows up, but we don't always follow it or we don't always um, listen to the signals. And it's so beautiful that you went with it. You kind of ignored the, what, what the traditional, (laughs) um, you know, the the parents were saying (laughs) and and you, that's fantastic. 
Let's talk about you executive produce, uh, being the executive producer for the legendary Chaka Khan Funk This. That's, that's really cool to, to have an album that garnered critical acclaim and two Grammy Awards. I mean, Tammy, that's no small feat. Congrats. What was it, what did it take from a producer's perspective to achieve? So, so let me put it in context. Um, as an executive producer, what my, first of all, I managed um, Shaka Khan, who is my sister as well. And I managed her for a couple of decades. And what my role as an executive producer was, I, I actually brought her together with the producers, which were Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, who actually produced the music. Yes. So um, brought the two of them together and then helped with you know, just just overseeing, making sure that the project went smoothly with the record company being the 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 glue that you know mm-hmm. kind of brought all the pieces together. But um, actually producing the actual project mm-hmm. was Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. I served in the role of executive producer. Ah, fantastic! Well, so it's in the family. So this this artist, yeah. this uh, what what an amazing um, energy space to be in, and and beautiful for your sister to to go and 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 achieve that kind of a um, th- those accolades. Yes. So, what's one of the toughest challenges with working with artists? I mean, there's all the glamour, but what's uh, it's not all glamorous <laughs> behind the scenes. <laughs> You know, um, what I found the greatest challenge has been is is supporting them in being able to authentically express what it is that they would love to express as an artist. Um, Because there's so many variables, there's so many things that are um, vying for them to go in a different direction than what is authentic that I found that... um, that often is is the place where you know you you find artists that become you know d- depressed you know anxiety and all those things that we you know we see show up on the tabloids because um you know the the institutions that are in place that help to get the artists exposed oftentimes um encourage a direction that may not be in alignment with what is true for an artist so what is marketable, you know, what is um, a direction that they feel that the artist should go, which the artist may not feel is authentic for them. So then it creates this, this challenge within. And then I think that's when it shows up as, you know, like I said, you know, those those difficult. So to see an artist go through that um, is really what inspired artistology was really to create this community and uh, support that helps them to stand in their truth. And um, other artists that understand that experience who can support them in standing in their truth and like to to create this this community that, you know, stands for artists really being united in standing in their authenticity and to to be with others who understand the experience of that. Mm. So you've touched on it. I want to go into it a little bit deeper just to give context to the, the, the depths of what artists are actually going through. I mean, some of the stats on your website is 71% of music artists suffer from anxiety and panic attacks. 69% music artists suffer from depression. 38% of celebrity deaths from substance abuse abuse between 1970 and 2015 were musicians. So that's that's real tough going there. Um, and what else is going on? I, I, I hear you in terms of the authentic expression. What's going on for artists or musicians that they that this emotional stuff is 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 such a a um, a real challenge for them? You know, I think, I think for anyone um, that is before the public where their lives, you know, the things that normal folks go through, you know, only the people in their immediate circle are privy to it. And, you know, they can kind of go through those challenges, you know, 
semi-privately. But when you are, you know, a, a major artist, um, a major opinion leader, anyone who's out there in the public eye, when you go through your stuff, the world is watching. And that puts another level of pressure on a situation that already is carrying a lot of pressure. Mm -hmm. So I think that is one major um, challenge and component to that whole thing. But the other thing, like I mentioned, is, is the incongruency of, you know, doing something that doesn't necessarily align with who you are mm -hmm. and being able to get back to that. Um, a lot of our, some, some artists don't. And that's when we see those, those horrible statistics of, you know, just that, that pain gets to be so strong that a, a person might choose to just opt out, which is mm -hmm. what I really am, am creating this community for, because it just doesn't have to be that way. It really doesn't. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's that's what I think the core the core issues are you know, being, you know, and, and held to um, uh, held to having this this responsibility of being, um, you know, a, an opinion leader that you know, maybe you don't, you don't feel like you want to take all of that on. The unfortunate thing or, or the fortunate thing is that once you have that platform, it is your responsibility in a lot of ways to, to, to take responsibility for what you, the messages that you're putting out, how you're using that platform, because so many eyes are on you and are, um, you know, especially the youth today, you know, they're, they're the gods, the, the artists are their, their role models. And so, you know, if that's the case, then I think, and, and I think also when you've been gifted um, with, with, I call it a divinely inspired gift. Um, I think that we do have a responsibility to use it for the betterment of humanity. Mm -hmm. So um, there's a whole, that's my own personal opinion, but um, you know, I just think that, that all of that, um, really ties in. And I think innately um, creatives, artists are um, inspired to create from that place. Um, and, and sometimes we can get off track and that too can be uh, something that's very troubling. I mean, you may not even know that that's what is, you know, causing you the imbalance or the stress or the pain, but just um, you know, not really being able to align with that aspect of yourself too can, can be um, challenging. Mm. You know, as I'm listening to you, there are so many similarities. We may be talking specifically here about musicians, artists, mm -hmm. the, the creative in business. It's, they are going through the same stuff. Uh, it's it's really lonely being the CEO of an organization, being an entrepreneur who has a creative expression and a desire to put um, value out into the world, and and they get in that kickback to pull into a different direction, or the pressure, or the incongruency, and the responsibilities, and they're in the public eye as well. And so there's yeah. so many similarities when you've chosen to put yourself out there and bring that divine gift to, to the world. Yes. Um, so you've brought this amazing company, Artistology, into being to, to really um, hold the space and, and, and to, to, to be this beacon of light for, for these artists. Tell us a little bit about it. Tell us about your, your vision and then go into um, what you do specifically. And I know there's a methodology that you have. I'd love you to share that as well. Thank you, Carmen. So um, Artistology, when I first conceived the idea of starting Artistology, um, my intention was to start a holistic retreat center specifically mm -hmm. for artists. Um, I wanted it to be a place because I, I experienced artists going into um, substance abuse rehab programs to come off of drugs. They come out with a bag full of meds and I'm going, something's, 
something's wrong with, <laughs> with this picture. And, and then still, you know, not too long after, you know, a, a relapse because we didn't address the, the root issues that caused them to choose that as a solution in the first place. So um, as I started researching and going through the process of, of what uh, I would design a program to look like, um, in consultation, of course, with other professionals, um, I came to, you know, what the real, real issue is, is getting to the mindset, getting to the issues that cause a person to choose. And so I started going further down that path. And as I went down that path is when I came across those stats that you shared. And it was like, wow, really? And this, mind you, those numbers that you shared were pre-COVID. So imagine what is going on now. I mean, with with especially music artists, they don't we don't know when they're going to be able to get back to, you know, doing what they do Um, uh, as as far as live performance is concerned. Anyway, a lot of a lot of artists now are coming together and collaborating, which is awesome, Um, you know, uh, even virtually, you know, with for recordings and things like that. Um, and in studio because they can do that safely, but it's it's really um, it's really a challenging time, mm-hmm. and so now more than ever, having a community like what we've created with Artistology is so important because it allows artists to be able to come together, support one another. But the other component that I'm very pleased to be able to share with Artistology, uh, about Artistology that we're going to be launching in the new year is, um, I call it creative health. It's mental health support, but it's from the viewpoint of supporting creatives um, with their mental health. And I make that distinction because I really do believe that creatives, when we address mental health, oftentimes may even be misdiagnosed, I think sometimes, um, as bipolar or something where they're, they're looked at as there's a, a, a disability or, well, I won't say a disability, but a, 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 an illness, a mental health illness, when actually it just might be the unique component that makes them an artist. I think artists naturally have very high highs and very low lows. And that is a part of what makes them who they are. You know, they're very in touch with their feelings. They're able to express in such an an exuberant way where, you know, and and on, on from both spectrums, you know, very high highs, very low lows. So when you have that ability and you have that openness, then sometimes you know you can you can think that you know is this normal is this <laughs> is this okay that i'm feeling this way and i think you know we've gone so far that with with this whole um idea of of mental illness that you know any anything that you know goes above or below the range of what's considered a normal um, emotional range, we have to put a label on it and it's not okay to have feelings. And, you know, those things, it's it's natural to have emotions and we should, we should norm, we should make that okay. So that people don't think that something's wrong with them. And, um, I think that that would help a lot of people. Now, I know that there are definitely cases of people having true mental health issues and I just think that um, reframing it, looking at it from a different perspective can be very empowering and can actually heal people of these mental health issues, creative health mm-hmm. issues. So that is, um, that is, we're actually launching a program in partnership with uh, Get Ahead, which is a platform that allows us to connect therapists, coaches with artists on a HIPAA compliant platform where they can, if the artist so chooses, can remain 
um, anonymous. And the way we do that is the artists, when they become a part of the artistology community and they sign up for this program, they share their information um, for um, the HIPAA compliant aspect of it, but to also make sure that should they present to be of harm to themselves or someone else, the supervisor who oversees the engagement between the therapist and the artist has access to that information, but the actual therapist does not have, doesn't know that this is some big celebrity. They just know that they're dealing with this human being that's before them. And th while the platform is, is video or audio te or text, the artist can choose if they want to disclose who they are. Obviously, if they're on video, you're going to know who they are. Mm -hmm. But the idea is that we want to make that process as easy and, and um, non you know, confrontive for them as possible because it it is important that you get the help and the support that you need when you need it and not have considerations on, you know, who, what someone's going to think about them, you mm -hmm. know, stepping forward and, and getting the help that they need. And that that is another reason why we're really going to be pushing the idea of creative health instead of mental health, just to avoid the whole idea of the stigmas that um, come with the idea of mental health. Mm. Wow, Tammy, it's um, it's beautiful what you're doing, and the 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 way in which you've thought about it so carefully and and niched it and made it so tailored around this target market is 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 really powerful. Mm. I, this idea of creative health is is. And I, and, I, and I really hope that people listening and, and watching would take some of these, because this is something that could be utilized in so many different ways in different um, niches. The, I myself am a huge proponent of not labeling. Uh, I have a clinical psychology background and, and I've seen the devastating effects of inaccurate labels, premature labels. And so yeah. what you're doing here in terms of the creative health is, I would love to see that <laughs> going beyond artists and, and, and us, you know, talking more generally in society about that because people won't be stigmatized yeah. to the extent that they are. So, Beautiful what you bring into the world, Tammy. It, it really is beautiful work, and and the passion and and the energy is there, and and you know the, the substance is is amazing. Tell us a little bit more about. We spoke when when we had our intro call about the cycle of invalidation that I also thought was so clever. Um, share what you're comfortable to share with, with that. Oh, sure. No, it, it is, that as again, as I was doing my research and really, because I really wanted to understand what was the real challenge, the real want and need for the artist so that we could really serve in a meaningful way. And as I started looking at it, and I mean, this is truly um, through observation, but a divinely inspired um conceptualization of this because and it and it really is the foundation for which um, I've further developed the artistology methodology which is our way of, of addressing this cycle so the cycle of invalidation um, begins with a creative creating what whatever it is they create that's what they do they create it it gets shared and once you share it, it, it 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 gets met with oftentimes with criticism and that criticism can come from outside but it often can come from within we can often be our own worst critic right so that that going into agreement with the criticism then puts you onto this cycle and once you're onto this cycle the next thing that usually follows criticism is comparison because you go, okay, well, if 
there's something flawed, there's something wrong with what I've created, then let me look at some other things that are doing better or, you know, uh, more successful. And so you start to compare yourself. And then that comparison then leads to competition. You go, well, that's good. That's better. I'm going to be even better. And so that, and when you think about it, and especially in the space of artistry, particularly in a space of artistry, I really don't think that competition has a place because art is unique unto each individual. And competition really doesn't have a place yet. We've built a whole industry around competition. I mean, the award shows, we talked about the Grammy or these, you know, you, and now we have talent competitions. We have all of these things and they, while, you know, they're very entertaining for the observer, um, when you really, you know, strip it away and think about it, essentially, is there really one great song all year? One great film? <laughs> do we, as consumers, do we consume just this? You know, you you like, you know, we we go to certain music to feel a certain way to, and and you you want different things at different times, and there is no, um, there's no categorization in that way that I, I think. So the comp, the idea of competition going back to the cycle. Um, so we have criticism, we have comparison, we have competition. And then the next one is compromise. And that is what I call the real danger zone because once you go into compromise, each, each of these steps along the way, you've moved away from your authentic truth, your authentic expression, because you've started modifying it as you go into comparison, as you go into being competitive. But then when you go into compromise, you've basically just, you've, you've dropped, you've dropped what was your authentic expression and you've said, okay, I'm gonna go this way. And you completely compromise your own authentic expression. That compromise leads to internal conflict because now you're, you're not pleased with who, you, what this is that you've created, which is actually an extension of you. Uh, and then con confusion, which is the lowest condition a person can be in. And so it just, it creates this dwindling spiral that is going in the wrong direction. And it leads to those numbers that we talked about of, you know, depression, anxiety, and substance abuse, and, and the worst is, is, is suicide. So um, what we, when we look at creative health, we want to unwind that cycle mm. and we want to make sure that we anchor artists in what we call the seven steps. And if you notice, there are all these C's. Um, so they're, they're the seven C's of that invalidating cycle, but then there's also the seven C's of creative health. And, um, they, it starts with being anchored in the certainty of, of who you are. Uh, as a creative being, as a spiritual being, um, and and then being committed to your expression, your creative creative expression, um, having competence in what you do, shoring up your skill set, your abilities, becoming more confident and competent in what you're doing, having compassion for yourself. I mean, you know, like I said, we can be our own worst critic. Um, so, you know, as you're going through your process, being, having self-compassion and then also having compassion for the criticizer, because we know as we grow in consciousness and awareness, when a person is critical of you really they're critical of themselves. It's a, it's, it's, it's not about you, right? It's really about them and coming to, you know, a, a consciousness of that. And I think it's really important for, um, that understanding to be there for artists to not take it on. Um, and then being a part of a community where we, we really help to support these ideas, these, um, steps of creative health and being in community and then, um, contribution is another key component because I found that when you get into those places of feeling, getting to those low lows, 
the best way to come back up is to step out of your stuff and go out and support and mm-hmm. be of service to other people. So contribution is a really important component of this process. And then ultimately the seventh C is, is, is consciousness, is being aware of all of these steps and consciously choosing to be responsible for yourself and what you're putting out into the world. Um, ultimately, my my goal with Artistology is to have a community of artists that take responsibility for their messages because I believe that artists are the cultural architects of our society. I believe that the messages that are delivered through music, film, television, gaming, all of these mediums are what we then see manifest in our world. Mm -hmm. And so if we want to see a different world, I think that this can, artists have a huge role to play in that shift. And so if I can have any part in helping to bring that consciousness, that awareness, um, that support for artists to be able to um, do that and stand in that truth, then I'm, that's what I'm here for. And so that's why artistology is a place where artists thrive, because I really do believe that when artists are thriving, then we can create a world where artists, where, where humanity has the ability to survive. Mm. That makes sense. <laughs> wow. wow. What you've, what you've just explained in the last few minutes is so deeply powerful, Tammy, and so needed, so needed in our society. The steps are pure genius and so relatable in so many different ways, in relationships, in business, in uh, you know, self-expression, in, in just having a voice. There's just so many different ways that these steps can be applied. And uh, what there there's just privilege it's such a privileged opportunity for artists to to have this place to come to and and this community and this help that you're providing so thank you for for bringing this genius ability into the world and sharing it sharing it with us as well because it's so applicable in so many different um areas it's true well the secret is we're all artists (laughs) We're all artists, right? (laughs) We're all created by the creator of all that is. And I think that ultimately, you know, that's our role to to create whatever is is that passion within our hearts. We when we're live when we're doing that, you know, whatever it is that you do, that's your artistry. You're a dentist, if you're an accountant, there's a there's people that wanted to be that accountant that (laughs) that's brilliant at it, you know, that that's their path and that's their artistry. And so um, I think that that's, that's really important. I just think at the end of the day, you need to do what you love to do, mm. whatever it is that you love to do. That's your artistry. Mm-hmm. You know? Absolutely. And it's just, when you put it in that way, that the, whether you, you're a, a chartered accountant, or a mechanic, uh, an artist drawing doesn't matter yes. what you do. just a mom a mom is an artist she does it. <laughs> so if we think about this creative expression and how important it is for us to be authentic and be integrous and be who we truly are within our core we wouldn't have the, the mental health conditions, the emotional conditions that we have that is actually at the root of all physical illnesses. And um, our world would be so much better a place. And I'm so with you in terms of, you know, I've, I've often thought about what our, our younger generation is listening in terms of the rap singing and the kind of narrative coming through and how that on an unconscious level impact. So what you're saying is so critically important in terms of the impact artists have on on wider society. Amazing, amazing, very powerful stuff, um, Tammy. And thank you for being willing to share that model with us because it's it's really deep and, and beautiful.
So tell us a little bit more about what, so you're going to take them through this process and is, is, is that so, so the wellness side, the, the creative health, um, is, is, is that your vision or is there a vision beyond that? You know, when, when they are healthy and well, is the community going to then keep them and, and maintain that? Yeah, so the, the community is designed to be a place for uh, collaboration. Within the community, we have what I, I call collaboratories, which are groups where artists of different interests, if different, you know, artists who are um, into graphic design, uh, filmmaking, and what where our focus is on music artists, but we also invite creatives of all different disciplines to be a part of the community because we really want to inspire collaboration. Um, and really want to really put forth similar to that's where we really connected, right? It's not about competition, it's about collaboration. And that is that is all of that. That's what Artistology is about as well. It's, you know, really reframing that whole idea and creating a different um, mindset around that with mm. creative community. Because I think that there's there's so much that, you know, can can happen transformatively in our world when we come together with that spirit in all industries. You know, I just think that we're, we're coming into uh, an, a, a new era of, of, you know, just reframing the way we approach, you know, all different industry, but especially for artists, I think that when we come together collaboratively to create, you know, with the intention of creating responsibly, I think that there's real magic. That can, and I've already seen uh, began to take place within the community. So, yeah, my my vision is first of all just to to nurture and provide this place where we are nurturing creative health for the artists, so that they are healthy and supported. But then at the same time, you know, a, a sacred space and container for them to co-create and collaborate together. Mm. It, it's such a magical picture if we were to play with the idea of humanity being reset <laughs> and and us all maybe coming coming into this space as artists in our unique form, creatively expressing what we're yet to be doing and collaborating rather than competing and connecting and allowing each person that opportunity to just had value through that creative art that that they are meant the our entire planet would be a completely different planet and it takes it's so like yours to to start the magic so true and it's really just a shift in perspective around it really yes it's just a shift because we we've, we've been working from this whole idea of of lack limitation and competition and that's one perspective. But if we shift that, there's so much abundance. There's so much yes. opportunity and, you know, Bill, uh, there's, there's, there's so much that is there within each of us that, you know, we just, we, we stay limited. One thing that I, I often ask, I, within our community, I do uh, member spotlights of our members and we do an interview, I do an interview with them and I ask them, you know, a variety of questions. One of the questions I ask is, you know, what are some of your other um, creative expressions? Because, you know, you, we know you know, if you're a singer you're, and you're popular as a singer, when you tr when you go into the space of being an actor or a director or some of these, sometimes it's really challenging for people to be able to accept you wearing a different hat because they're used to you being, you know, a certain thing. I, that, I've, I've heard many of artists say, you know, my greatest challenge is, you know, just people being able to accept that I can express in other ways. Mm. And so I think that that is, that is really an important thing too, is just for us to be able to not put limitations on ourselves. I mean, there's, 
there's so many things that we are when we when we open up and I think that artists are the ones that really show us how to be a free spirit and to open up to all of the gifts and talents that are within us that you know there's there's just so much abundance within ourselves <laughs> as individuals and our world as a whole. And, we, and when we can look at it that way and we can, you know, respect others in that way, I think that there's so much, there's so much power and there's so much <laughs> that we can, we can evolve to, you know, it's, and it's, a, it's an exciting time. I mean, I know that we're going through, we're going through our birthing pains right now, you know, but I really do believe that uh, we're, we're coming into a time that um, like no other. And mm -hmm. it's, it's going to take us going through this to get there. But I think that, I think we're going to get there. Yes. I think we're going to get there. I am. <laughs> it's beautiful to listen to you, Tammy. You bubbly. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and it's beautiful yeah. and, and it, it's, it's quite, it's yummy. Um, <laughs> That's my word. <laughs> it's my word too. <laughs> but we can share it. <laughs> we can share it. <laughs> Um, and and what's what's thing is every single person who comes onto this show is working in their gift and mm. working in your gift. You mm. bubble over. And yes, we acknowledge that there are challenges and we're going through some of the toughest challenges humanity has ever seen. But within those challenges are the greatest opportunities humanity has ever seen. And it takes the artist in each of us to to express even more to be even more passionate to bring more to collaborate more and uh, it's beautiful it's like written all over your face just <laughs> it's just uh, it's it's really beautiful <laughs> um and and i love the pictures that we're creating because i also believe um you know through the show the one of the payoff lines is together we can write a new human story and and it's when we are connecting and collaborating and co-creating and absolute value through our creative and authentic expression that we yes. we start losing the limitations because they aren't actually limitations except what's here and um ah Thank you, Car That's why I just absolutely when we first talk, I just I just fell in love. I thought because you we so align. You, I mean, what you're about is is it's it's almost like I was listening to myself when you shared <laughs> what what you're up to, and so I'm and I'm just so excited to to see you know, that, that, that you're creating this in your, in, in the business space, um, because it's, it's so important. Like you said, I mean, entrepreneurs, you know, go through the same, same challenges. I mean, I go through the same challenges myself. That's why I can identify, you know? So, uh, I, I just, I honor you and I thank you for what you're doing. And I thank you for this opportunity for me to be able to share artistology and, um, I, I look forward to us collaborating and co-creating together because artists need brilliant business minds to support them as well. Yeah. Um, so and everybody, everybody's got a role here. And, and this is this beautiful cross-pollination and collaboration that's happening in our world. And I'm seeing it more and more and more where the competition is falling away and the collaboration is happening and people are pulling their minds, their beautiful minds together and only, richness can only come from it. Absolutely. Tell me there's a side to you that makes you a, a pretty spectacular woman. And, and I want to touch on it briefly because so many, uh, my own sister-in-law has gone through something similar to what you have in terms of having a, a child, a special needs child. And as a creative, a, an entrepreneur, and to be a mom with with a special needs child that's 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 quite quite a lot how have you managed to stay so composed such you have such beautiful energy no one would probably even have any idea what's going on at oh. all for you <laughs> challenges that you experience how have you done it 
What has given you that? Um, you know, I have I have two sons. Um, uh, and my my eldest son, Talon, he's now 23. Sure. Can't believe it. <laughs> um, he's he's my son who's on the spectrum. And I've and I've heard actually Johnson, who introduced us. Um, shared a term with me, which I, I am, I'm embracing called neurodiverse instead of autistic, you know, or, you know, labeling, like we talk about, we don't want to put the labels, but neurodiverse. I like that because um, when you, when you hear interviews, I mean, first of all, with autism, it is a broad spectrum. There are, you know, people that are savant level, you know, then then the you know there's there's major behavioral challenges you know at the other end of the spectrum. My son is in the middle. He's nonverbal mostly, and um, he's a very I mean a very mild mannered. Um, just you know sometimes when he's frustrated with not being able to communicate um, what's going on with him, then that's when you know behaviors might might show up a little more. Um, but I, I often say that talent is my greatest teacher. Um, you know, I feel blessed. I believe that, you know, I, I have a very kind of esoteric viewpoint on a lot of things, but I feel like we chose each other for this experience together. And I feel honored that, um, you know, he's, he chose me. Um, he's, I'm a better woman for being talent mom. And, um, you know, one of the things that, uh, he gave me the biggest life lesson I've ever had when he was 16. Um, and I had just finished reading uh, Eckhart Tolle's Power of Now. And I had uh, this in my office on, on my board, I had this, this saying that I had created called the present is a present that is present. And just a reminder to just be in the present moment because there, right there, no problems exist. Well, he gave me the greatest test of that one Sunday afternoon. We had a uh, block party on our street and he and his brother went out for a bike ride and <clears throat> he chose to go a different direction. And we couldn't find him. We couldn't find him for eight hours. Oh. I was making signs saying missing child and our whole family was out looking for him. and. We eventually found him, um, but skinny dipping, by the way, in a park, not too far away. But, but what, I, what kept me was staying in the moment. When I was making those signs, I was making those sounds. And never did I allow myself to go to, what if, what if, what if. I, I never went there. And I think that is what made me be able to get through that time. And he really taught me, I got a practical lesson in being in the present. <laughs> and I understand how powerful that is. It really is not just a saying, it really is a powerful tool if you really understand that. So, and, and speaking of that, even with, um, mental health, what I've found is anxiety is when you are anticipating the future mm -hmm. and depression is when you're ruminating on the past. Mm -hmm. So if you can be in the present moment, then you can navigate depression and anxiety. So that's a really important, important. So you asked me about my son, but anyway, Talon mm -hmm. is my greatest teacher. And that is how I've been able to navigate uh, is just ha having the perspective and looking at him in that way um, and experiencing him that way. Sure. And it, it's such a, an incredible example of how our greatest challenges can be our greatest blessings. If mm -hmm. you choose again, like you've, you've said so often, is to reframe it and to allow yourself to see that blessing in the challenge. But let me say, because I mean, I, I know what I just shared sounds very evolved and, you know, maybe not as real. They're, they're, the real part of it is, you know, when he was first diagnosed, uh, it was very 
very challenging for me. I blamed myself because he had normal developmental milestones. He was a healthy toddler, uh, 9.9 APGAR at birth. I mean, he was a very healthy baby. I um, always went to holistic practitioners, had really decided as a mother that I didn't need to vaccinate him. Um, but when I was pregnant with my second son, um, my pediatrician said, you know, you really want to, you might want to reconsider that, bring another baby into the household. You know, he's old enough. If you have any concerns about, you know, his immune system not being able to handle it, I think he's old enough. So I said, okay, you know, he was a little over three when we actually got his, his MMR vaccine. And literally after he got his vaccine, I saw my child disappear. Hmm. And I know that there's different viewpoints. Yeah. Everybody has their own experience and their own viewpoint around it. But for me, I saw what happened to my son sure. as a result of vaccination. Hmm. And so I went through a long period of time where it, I blamed myself. I had so much hurt, pain, because I felt like I caused this hmm. to happen. So, hmm. And, uh, you know, through a lot of work and a lot of, you know, coming to different um, perspectives and understandings around the whole experience, I've come to the place where now I can appreciate, you know, who we both are. But, um, you know, the, the the journey there was was not an easy one. I'll just yes, say. yes. However, look at what the fruit is. So you went through a tough time blaming yourself, going through all those emotional highs and lows. Yeah. And you've come through this incredible journey where now you've created a methodology that where you yourself, this is not something that you've like, you know, looking through a shop window and you think that, um, okay, you can pick and choose. You've been through it. You've, you've, you understand the emotional highs and lows. You've been through a tough experience as a mother that's torn you and not only through your organizations that has now served how many others um, through the research and everything that so you, you've gifted not only your your son with the way in which you are but other people uh, through through his condition and now gone beyond that so it, it's it's the journey that that of life and yes. as it's ebbs and flows, and you've 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 just you've gone with that, and um, sure, what what an incredible um, um, foundational side that's brought you into this this place where you can help other artists now. Incredible story, uh, Tammy. Thank you. What do you think is the future for artists, you know, given given the challenges, what what, in spite of the challenges, let me rephrase that. In spite of the challenges, what excites you about the opportunities for artists? What excites me is that I think I I, I often say that I think you know with, especially in the music space. Um, that we go through these different eras of different sounds and styles, right? And I always say that I think the next new wave, the next new style of music is going to be music that literally transforms and heals humanity. Like go, you go to a concert and the sounds that are used, the lighting that is used, it's like a, uh, an immersive experience where you literally walk in one way and you come out another way. Mm -hmm. And I think that we are coming to a place now where we're really understanding that frequency, sound, vibration, we know that it literally can transform the body matter. Mm -hmm. 
And so there's, I think that that we'll we'll evolve into a place where with all the art forms, I mean, where, you know, we bring them together Mm -hmm. and we create these experiences that are transformative. And that's that's what the Transcendence Project is. That's something that we've it's been on the table for a long time. We've been, you know, just conceptualizing it and working on it. But um, that is my vision for for artists is to be able to work collaboratively to create experiences that are transformative for humanity. We cannot buy tickets. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, and I will let you know because we are going to make that happen. We definitely are. That sounds heavenly. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. I love it. I love it. it. That is just, wow. Can you imagine? I mean, there's been so many incredible pictures. We've created a whole artist nirvana here. And, <laughs> right. But what's beautiful about it is you have this creative health and this transcendence project. I mean, <laughs> we'll just be high on natural energy. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> it's Sounds beautiful. So is that already in, in process, Tammy? What- it is. I, I, I co-authored a book with um, one of the co-creators, Flicker Ron. Um, she, she actually authored the book. I wrote the final chapter, but um, it is called The, Trans- the Transformative Power of Sound and Music. The Transformational Power of Sound and Music. And um, she actually um, is a sound healer. And an, a musician, she's a singer, composer, um, and an educator. And so she she really did a whole st- study of all of the indigenous cultures around the world and how they use music for sacred purposes. They use music to heal in all indigenous cultures. And only until more recent times have we just relegated music to entertainment, but not really you know, honored it for its healing properties and purposes. Mm-hmm. And so I think that, you know, that is, so we we have come together with uh, um, Eric Rankin and Alana Luna. We, these are other people that are in the space of, of transformational sound and frequency. And we are um, looking to co-create this, this transformative, transcendent experience. So, um, yeah, it's it's in the works, but uh, it it really is the coming together of of, of of like minds and hearts and intent in creating this this new form of of experiential entertainment. Sounds dreamy. <laughs> and and then- I know. I, I can't wait to experience it myself. <laughs> This is what's magical about being in such a challenging place. So you've just spoken about the challenges artists experience, the, the challenges you experience as a mom with, 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 with your child. Yet look what comes out of it. Yeah, look. Mm. And, and, and as humanity, where we are right now in such a challenged place, Yet the creativity and the expression and the collaboration and the change in old habits that don't work, it's just, I don't know. I mean, you're in these creative spaces, so you must be blown away constantly by what people can come up with. It, it's just incredible when, when you give people the platform. Yeah. what comes is 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 just and, and you think wow is that possible and before you know it it's it's totally possible it's so amazing i love i love the work you're doing it it really is incredible what would you say tammy is your most treasured success story mm. ah gosh um creating this this community i mean creating this space but 
Um, I will say one of the most one of the most treasured success stories I would have to say is is being a part of um, creating a nonprofit with four other mothers of autistic children. Um, now all adults, actually, um, and we actually did a documentary um, called Diagnosis, where we each shared our experience um, of of first getting that diagnosis and. Um, a filmmaker by the name of Nia Hill actually created this short film where she weaved in each of our stories with a, uh, a fictional story of a family that uh, was going through this process that each of us went through. And that short actually won at the Cannes Film Festival but more importantly, we as mothers all for um, a bill to be renewed for, um, for uh, it was the uh, Combating Autism Act of 2006. We sat down and met with the Black and Hispanic caucuses and we actually were very instrumental in that bill being reauthorized. Hmm. And it meant that three bill, over $3 billion was put into uh, research and other services for autism and um, other disabilities. So I think, you know, just knowing that you had a part in helping so many people um, get services and and further research was, I think that was one of my proudest moments. And also just you know creating that that documentary because a lot of a lot of families were really blessed by just us sharing that story because it's with with autism, you know, especially when you're dealing with um, with children on the lower end of the spectrum, um, a lot of, you know it's, there's a lot of denial. I remember when I first got the diagnosis, I. You know, my aunt, who's an educator, she, you know, she said to me, you know, you might want to go and have him die, you know, just have him assessed to see what's going on. And I'll tell you, although I knew something was was wrong, I just, well, no, I won't say wrong, but something was different. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was angry at her. I was like, how dare you? Like, I, I was just, you know, but that was just my own pain, right? That was how I... But that happens a lot. I think with, you know, just the the not knowing the embarrassment, the shame, the whatever, when you have a a child with um, special needs, I think that's a part of the process that people go through. Um, And it's difficult when you see your friends and other people who have, you know, healthy, normal children who are, you know, accomplishing all these things and, you know, you're dealing with something completely different. Um, it can be very, very, very difficult and challenging to deal with. So, and I found also that, you know, a lot of times marriages break up around it because it's just, it's difficult for, you know, sometimes for fathers or, you know, families just to stay together around, around it. So, um, that doing that documentary really, you know, was, was, was a great help, I think, for, you know, allowing others to see us share our experiences and to be empowered by them. Mm. Um, So those two things, I think, you know, helping in in those in that in that space has been one of my greatest joys. I would say that's a pretty (laughs) awesome treasure. So one one last question, Tammy. If if you were able to share a message with with everyone on this planet, what would you want to share? This might really sound trite, Mm -hmm. but literally, love is all that matters. Love is really the only truth. Like everything else, this all of this hate, this division, you know, it's it's they're all distractions, you know. That's not who we are. You know, I think I think understanding along with love, you know, getting understanding because I think we can only hate or, you know, fight that which we don't understand. So I think getting understanding and loving oneself because you can't really love anybody else until you can love yourself. Love and understanding, then seek it. That's all that matters. 
be it. That's all that matters, really. And I think that we can overcome any and all that we're dealing with in this world. Mm. And release, release the judgment, right? Yeah, exactly. And the fear. Yeah, I love Fear it. and judgment, release, embrace, understanding and love. Understanding and love. Beautiful. Yes. Beautiful message. <laughs> Thank you. This has been, I almost don't want it to end. This has been just a Thank you. magical hour. It has. I've just so enjoyed talking with you. Yeah, and I'm so enjoying <laughs> In with you and and thank you Tammy for for making the time and and just bringing your magic your creative expression and your spirit and your ethos and 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 what's really struck me right through is you're such a woman of substance and 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 I I, I just I just did an, an interview earlier uh, with uh, Wendy Diamond maybe you you know of her and and she's all about empowering women I mean she's given her entire life to empowering women and so you're such a beautiful role model of of a woman that has been through some really tough times and come through and 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 taken that that stuff and turned it into treasures that you can bless others with now. And thank you. Thank you for being that woman that, that has done that and, and paved the way and shown us what it's like, that the challenges can be turned. Um, and, and this incredible um, methodology that you bring in into the world. Um, and I just love the, the, the creative health, the, the reframing. Let's just... Um, Tap in and be authentic and love and understand. Thank you, Tammy. Thank you so much. Thank you, Carmen. And uh, bless you. Bless you. Bless you. Thank you. <laughs> you too. And I cannot wait to, to be part of that uh, amazing transcendence musical festival. <laughs> festivities or festival, whatever it is going to be. Can't wait. Uh, I hope. Oh be digital so whatever is going down in the world we can attend it <laughs> yes well we will we will it it, it is an in-person experience that we envision but i think that we'll we'll be able to have those again yeah exactly well thank you tammy again for your magic and to those of you listening watching i have no doubt you've been inspired just as i have been um, there's so much magic tap into that authentic expression and let's co-create let's bring our minds and our beautiful artistry together and co-create value and we absolutely will create a new human story that we will be proud of till next time lots of love